Today I want to go another step in this series, Road Trip. And I want you to listen carefully because I believe God is about to do something marvelous with his people, miraculous with his people. We will be strong and do exploits. You say, well, I'm not capable of doing that. If God created you and you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, let me say this from the beginning, you are more than capable because he, his spirit working in you can do all things. I'll leave that there for another time, but I want you to hear me because God loves you. God loves you. Say that back to me. God loves me. Say it. God loves me. That's important. I want to take you now to, in, to an understanding. In order for you to get to your destination, you have to keep moving on. That just happens to be the title today, moving on. You have to keep moving. You can't be sidetracked. You can't be distracted. You can't get discouraged. You can't get uncomfortable. You have to keep moving on or you'll never make it <clears throat> to your destination. If you can keep looking back, you can't keep looking back. You can't, you must quit stopping also along the way. A lot of people want to look back. They want to uh, quit and stop. They want to, they want to window shop. They want to go into this place and that place and they never make it to their destination. And if they do, they're wore out. But you say, Bishop, I feel like in all this and talking about the trip of life, I feel like I've lost my way. Now I want to bring you to an understanding here. So listen carefully. You feel like you've lost your way. You feel like you're off course. You feel like you're not moving toward the right destination. In order for you to lose your way, you would have to lose Jesus. Now hear that. In order to lose your way, you'd have to lose Jesus. And Jesus is not lost. Are you hearing me? Jesus is not lost. You're just looking for him in the wrong place. Hmm. That's very interesting, isn't it? What do you mean by that? Well, there's a story in Luke 2 around verse 40 or 41. I won't read that right now. That Jesus made a decision when his parents went to a festival in Jerusalem. He decided to stay on. Can you imagine a 12-year-old saying, I'm going to stay on, I'm going to stay here? His family left the day's journey. They realized, oh, we've lost Jesus. We've lost Jesus. Think about that for a minute. And the Bible says clearly, I think it's around verse 41 or wherever, it says they looked for him, Jesus, amongst their friends and their acquaintances. And I want to say this to you. You're not going to find Jesus in most of your friends and your acquaintances. They're not going to lead you in the right direction. They're going to lead you away from him and not to him. Hear me. So they looked for him. Now, this is Joseph and Mary. <clears throat> they looked for him amongst their friends and acquaintances. And after three days, Pastor Kenny, after three days, they finally find Jesus. He wasn't lost. Jesus was exactly where he was supposed to be. He was where he was destined to be. What do you mean by that? He was supposed to be in his father's house doing his father's business. So when they 
came to him and said, where have you been, Jesus? Your father and I, we've been looking for you. Number one, Joseph was not his daddy. God was his daddy. So they're out looking everywhere. And I think it's strange. Mary, of all people, should have known where Jesus was. She knew she had the visitation of the angel. She knew that this holy child came forth from her, moved on by the Holy Spirit. Where do you think he's going to be? Of all people, she should have known. They didn't look for him, Pastor Mike, until it was the last resort. And you know where they went, Ariel? They went to the temple. And guess where they found him? In the temple. Jesus is going to live, dwell in his temple. Guess what? We are his temple made without hands. God has created us. He has developed us. He has made us to, to be that, that, that bride of Christ, which has to move from being a bride into sons. I won't minister that now, but as long as you're a bride, you cannot be a son. You have to move from being bride to sonship. So Jesus wasn't lost. So what's the problem? What's the problem? Why am I lost? Stop looking outside yourself for the answers. Stop looking outside yourself for the answers for your life. The answer, hear me, the answer is within you. It's in you. The kingdom of God, if I hear Jesus correctly, he said, wait a minute, it's not here or there. The kingdom is not here or there. The kingdom of God is within you. It's in your midst. It's in the temple. So quit looking on the outside for the answer and start looking to the inside where the power is. You have a power. You have an ability. And God's waiting for you to ignite it. He's just waiting for you to speak from that spirit. You see, the map for a successful trip is within. If you want a successful trip, the map for a successful trip will be found within yourself. You have it. You have that guidance system. You have that power. You have that ability. You have that insight. As long as you have the spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Spirit, you will move on. You'll keep moving on. Keep moving on. I want to take you to Philippians 3 verse 12 in the NIV, New International Version. Not that I've already attained. Now we're talking about the Apostle Paul. Now some feel like they're greater than the Apostle Paul. I don't think so. I think they've made a great mistake. Matter of fact, a lot of people that, have, that are espousing Christianity, they don't even live like Christ. They don't act like Christ. They don't love like Christ. They don't have the mercy of Christ. And when they minister, they talk about how, how they're the only ones that are right and you are wrong. But listen to this, Paul. Not that I have already obtained all this. See how he approaches it? Or have already been made perfect. I'm not even perfect. This is Paul. Saw Jesus on the road to Damascus. I've not already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for that which Jesus Christ took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Are you hearing this? I still haven't gotten a hold of it yet, but I'm going for it. But the one thing I do, 
forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on. I move on. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You have to hear this. This is the Apostle Paul. He's saying, I press on. I move on. I keep going. I never stop. Listen, there's things in my life that try to get me to stop. Depression, discouragement, this bad news, that bad news. But you know what? I made a decision. I told my wife yesterday, I believe it was, I said, I've decided I've gotten all these bad reports or negative reports, and I have decided not to worry about it because God wasn't caught off guard. He already knows what's going on. And if he knows what's going on, he said, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And I've got to believe that. I'm holding on to that. And I say it's coming. The blessing is upon us. On our trip of life, another thing, don't allow, watch this, don't allow life to choose your direction. Is anybody catching that? Don't allow life to choose your direction. In other words, some circumstance comes up and you go off this way. Another obstacle comes and you take off this way. Uh, you start chasing rabbits and squirrels and you never quite make it because you've allowed life to choose your direction. You just keep moving forward following the sign. Remember what we talked about last week, following the sign of Jesus Christ. Always keep him in fo focus and understanding that he's given us something that's so precious. He gave us the ability to be called sons and daughters of God. You say, well, I know that I'm saved and I've, I'm redeemed. I mentioned this, but you need to hear it again. It's not enough just to be redeemed from. We must become sons. Well, I'm redeemed. Redeemed from what? Well, I don't know. I, what's your reason? It's to become a son or daughter of God. We must become more than who we are to become like him. And where does that come from, Sister Kathy? From within. From within. From within. How do you deal with sin? From within. You'll never deal with it listening to a preacher. Oh, God, here goes the Spirit of the Lord. You'll never deal with it because a preacher keeps hammering it. It's when you yourself make a decision, a choice, and from within you say, that which I've been doing is not, it's an error. And then you change your ways. It'll never be changed by somebody else telling you what to do. Amen? That's just a fact. But we have to become more like him. We have to become more like him. So we have to really search our innermost being. Because I want to be like him. I want to love like him. I want to have mercy like him. I want to have the strength that Christ had. The Bible says, here's that Jesus. Same one we've been talking about. In John 1.10, he said he was in the world. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Do you see what he's setting us up for? They didn't receive it. We did. We're following the destiny laid out by Christ Jesus, the map that Jesus Christ laid out for us. Watch this, John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them, to them, gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Isn't that powerful? That's good stuff. He said, well, I don't know. Listen, just read it and understand it's coming from within. My sonship, Pastor Mike, is from within. Pastor Ariel, it's from within. I can call you a bishop. I can call you an archbishop. But if it's not within you, you're not that.
Someone said, why don't you label yourself? Some have called me different names in life, and they say, what are you in the body of Christ? Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher? I don't know. I said, look at my works, and then you tell me who I am. That's what's important because it comes from the heart. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I don't know about you, but my trip has to lead. It has to lead me into sonship. There's no alternative. It has to lead me into sonship, which means I have to be in deep relationship with him. Jesus, hear me, Jesus has given us the right to travel from this dimension to the next dimension and beyond. That's cool. You can go. You can move. You can go from the temporal into the eternal. And I want you to also understand that this road trip that we're on is not just for us. See, we get to thinking it's just me, myself, and I. But on, on the trip that I'm talking about, it's not just for us, but it's for our children's children. That they may follow our example and achieve great things for the kingdom of God. And that's what you have to ask yourself. Have I been that example? If you're not, change today. It's not too late. Just change. Do what God says. You say, well, Bishop, what must we do? I'm glad you asked that question because I'm going to answer it. We must walk it out. We must walk it out. We can't stop. We have to keep moving on. You have to walk it out and finish the course, as Apostle Paul said. You have to finish the course. You'll never make it to your destination, stopping along the way and chasing rabbits and squirrels and every little doctrine and every little theologian that comes along, you have to follow Jesus. Our road trip, we must remember, we, can't, we cannot find out who we really are until we know who he is. We have to know who he is to find out who we are. Our identity is found, Kaylee, our identity is found in Jesus Christ. Without him, I can't make it. Without him, I wouldn't want to make it. Yesterday, I was sitting by myself just thinking, I love Jesus. I wasn't preaching to anybody. I didn't have a crowd in front of me. My son knows how I feel in certain areas. And I, I just, all the things we went through in the last week or so. And I sat and said, you know what? Jesus, I just love you. I want you to know I love you. And I'm, I'm going to carry this thing out as far as I can go. And I apologize for anything that I have done that would have, bring, would, would have hindered the work. That's the way I felt. Love drives you into perfection. That's cool. So we must remember, we can't find out who we really are until we know who God, who he is. God loves us so much that he became, watch this, God loves us so much that he became like us so we could become like him. When we couldn't be God, he became like man. The son of God became the son of man so we, we could become the sons of God. That's just truth, y'all. That's Southern, y'all. Hear me. He became like us. He became the son of man so we could become the sons of God. That's powerful. I like this statement. When I couldn't be like God, he became like men so I could still be like him. I want to be like him. 
I don't want to miss the mark. Some people, some teachers, some preachers, pastors, some people preach on all the wrongs. Their whole ministry, their whole sermon, wrong. Sister Kathy, this is wrong. You're doing that wrong. Sister Kathy, you're doing this wrong. And they go down the line and preaching to the congregation about all the wrongs. And I started thinking about that this morning. If that's all they do is preach about the wrongs in your life, I came to this awareness. If all I listen to is the wrongs and I listen to all that, I'm going to start following the wrong way because I am what I hear. I keep hearing the wrongs, the wrong way. This, I, I start following the wrong signs. You've seen them on the road wrong way. I'm going to tell you something. You follow those wrong way, wrong, wrong way signs, you're going to end in head-on collisions. And that's the problem. We keep preaching to our churches, you're wrong, this is wrong, that is wrong, everything's wrong, but we never tell them what's right. Now watch this. We have come to a place where we know more wrongs than what is right. And it's our fault. Can you imagine? I'll give you this thought before I close. See, this is an abbreviated message for our online service. I encourage you to be here in service. You can get the full document where you can hear what God is saying. 1521 Hurt Road, Marietta, Georgia, 1015. That's that little advertisement I just put in there. So if we hear about all the wrongs and never hear the rights, this is something that came to me early this morning. I got up very early. Can you imagine for a moment you getting lost on a trip? Let's say we're all on a trip and we're lost. And you stop to ask the fellow at the gas station standing leaning against the pump, hey, we're lost. Well, where are you headed? Well, we're headed to, to, to Knoxville. We're headed to Chattanooga. We're headed to Macon. Whatever your destination. Can you imagine stopping, asking for direction, and that person, the only thing he says to you or she says to you is starts telling you about all your wrong turns. That's all they do. Well, you made this wrong turn. You made that wrong turn. You didn't go this way. You didn't go that way. And I don't need to know about my wrong turns. I've already lived it. What I need to hear, see, is the sign. Tell me where the sign, the sign of Jesus Christ. Are y'all catching this? It's so important. We need to stay focused, Pastor Mike, on the sign Jesus Christ, and we'll never lose our way. Well, I don't believe it. I believe I've got to tell everybody how bad they are and how much sin they've got in their life. And I'm going to tell you, if I tell you about the goodness of the Lord, it'll change people quicker than you telling them how bad they are. See, at the East West Church, we believe in love. We believe in caring for people. You say, well, you're going to love and care them right into hell. No, I'm not. Because if they sense and feel the love of Jesus Christ, it'll change their life. Yeah. Amen? So I'm going to leave you with that. If you want to hear more of it, you'll have to come. You're going to start coming to church and hearing it. Because I'm telling you, we've had some powerful services. I'm telling you, last Sunday, the worship team was up there worshiping. Uh, Pastor Ariel and Sister Kaylee and Natalie and Rihanna. And I'm telling you, it was phenomenal. I felt the power of God. And when I got up to speak, the people were in one accord and one mind and something began to happen. Then I prayed for all the people anointed them at all and people were healed. Y'all may not know that. They were healed. Uh, one of our dear sisters, she could not hear. Her ear was all 
I don't know what had happened, but it, she couldn't hear out of that right ear. Prayed immediately. God opened her ear. She could hear. God is a good God. And I'm going to pray for you right now from the power that works within me. And you have that same ability. You ready to pray? Father, I thank you so very much for the opportunity you've given me. And Lord, that you, I, I've been given this great uh, responsibility to be a pastor of this wonderful church. And Lord, I thank you for all the people that are watching right now. Lord, no matter what state they're watching in it, I say in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit's going to help you right now. The Holy Spirit's going to touch you right now. You're going to be set free right now. But remember, when your freedom comes, don't take the wrong turn. Head toward Jesus. Father, help them. If they're sick and suffering, heal them. If they're confused or in doubt, Lord, illuminate their thinking through the power of the Holy Spirit. God, I came here today to bring life, just like you did. You came to bring life, and that more abundantly. So, Lord, I give them life in the name of Jesus. I resurrect them from that, from that dead spirit that they've been living in, from that dead attitude. Father, be with them now. Go with them now and restore them so that they can be sons and daughters of God. In Jesus' name, amen.